0: I just started, just started a, new, started a track. new track. Hooray, we did it. Um, do you have a story for me? Do you want to start with a little story? You want to give me a little little tidbit? I've got. T- I've. I have tidbits for days from this week. This was. I've. This week was full of golden, hilarious moments. I have a story. Okay, hit me. Because I think this is a really fun story. Okay,
1: hit me. So I went to a drag brunch in Vegas. Yes, we love and, this. And uh, It was Ra- uh, RuPaul's drag show, right? Yes. And the host. Now she i can't now i don't remember a lot of their names unfortunately the only one i remember is hot chocolate um she is 70 or in her 60s or 70s she's been on the vegas strip for 45 years as a tina turner impersonator and she's a legend and let me wow. tell you hot chocolate you are a legend if you're listening yeah um but the host right she was the first ever to be cast on uh rupaul's drag show right like oh, cool. 15 years ago first ever yeah. contestant and she's the host out there so there's this, there's this guy there's a big, big group of people from Texas in the middle of the, of the like, area or whatever for oh, the, no. the stage. Okay. And there's Go a 24-year-old, big, beard, scruffy-looking dude, right? He's there for his birthday. His name is Dylan. And let me tell okay. you, once she got done, like, asking everybody, like, where are you from? Where are you from? Well, landed on Dylan, and it was his birthday. So, immediately, you know he's going to be the target. Straight guy mm-hmm. at a drag show mm-hmm. for his birthday mm-hmm. with his girlfriend and family, right? hmm <laughs> so (laughs) there's so many moments where they're they're messing with dylan
0: what was the best one
1: but my favorite is she's about halfway through the show they're getting ready to do like the like the back half of it and she's doing her little crowd work again and by the way this host i'm gonna have a clip i'm gonna have clips of this up on my instagram and my tiktok okay i'm clipping all of her best moments from when she was hosting okay amazing 10 out of 10. i was i started to cry from laughing so much from her um (laughs) so She's up on the stage. She's getting ready to announce. She's she's walking down, and she's just out of nowhere. She's just like, "Dylan, Dylan, Dylan." I know that two hours a week, when nobody's around and you're on Pornhub, you're into me, and you wish I was in you. Next up is Hot Chocolate. Just rolls, oh, yeah. just rolled right, and the I look on that. Dylan's face was pure like You're like, you're, pro- you're right. Like yep. it was. You're right. And it was just, oh, oh, it was the, and it was just, like, her crowd work with everybody, like, it was just 10 out of 10.
0: Dude, drag performers are, I I think the reason people are really, like, attempting to ban drag book readings, right, and drag branches and stuff in in conservative states is because they've realized that these women are outperforming everybody <laughs> like they're just so putting true. in the fucking work Dude. have you ever seen a 190 pound lithe woman do pirouettes in goddamn stilettos come Dude, on i have a clip people and can't I was- do that shit I'm normally. I'm going to send this
1: to you after the pod and I'll put this up yeah, on my Instagram story damn. too. When this yeah. episode comes out I'll put this up so it'll go up for 24 hours. There's one of yeah. the performers. She sprints across the stage, jumps, lands in a split rolls on her back and starts doing and then oh dude it was inc- like uh, she was dude, doing splits and somersaults even, and stilettos you don't dude. You see
0: Nicki Minaj pulling shit like you that off not. right? Like these women out Minaj yeah. Minaj right? Right? Like the legitimately <laughs> the ultimate legitimate menage. ring. ultimate menagerie. <laughs> clap
1: uh yes
0: three two one
1: yeah we gotta go to a time every time welcome back to
0: the unpop podcast it's a non-stop pop culture potpourri episode (laughs) i am your host kevin minor el capitan todo siempre he him with me as always is
1: i thought we were past the potpourri we're I not. thought we were past this. We will never get past this. It's it. Odie Matthews Day then, but I, I thought we were past the potpourri never. mistake from season one. We will one. never
0: get past the potpourri. <laughs> this episode is a proper potpourri. We're just talking about pop culture potpourri, baby. This it's all is all over the place. This we're,
1: episode is sponsored by Raycon. Use discount code od 15 <laughs> to get 15% off your Raycon purchase. And if you think this, that's a fake thing, it's not because I just got a sponsorship from Raycon.
0: Odie is actually sponsored by Raycon. I am. This, <laughs> This episode uh, for me is sponsored by water. Water. It does <laughs> about a good. It does not body good. Use code use, Kevin use, at use checkout. Use discount code Kevin next time. <laughs> People just standing. People are like, uh, Kevin told me to use a discount code to buy like, a case at a of water. water, water. <laughs> they're at a water
1: fountain. They had a water fountain gun. Kevin. And then they're hitting the, they're hitting the thing. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I want. Uh, what are we here to talk about, Kevin?
0: Uh, we're just well we're recapping cuz you and I like uh, you know we when we first started doing this podcast like we really we were touching on a lot more pop culture stuff like right? we were kind of digging into like who we are and how we identify and like uh see ourselves within the spectrum of pop culture and so that took us into the different genres that we like film tv movies music you know and there's let's be honest there's a million podcasts that are covering that kind of stuff we were just bringing what we thought made us unique right and what, <laughs> what we thought makes this unique to the table um this is the first one of these episodes that we've done in a while yeah. right i mean um it's we a little haven't bonus. had that much time yeah it's pretty good uh and moving forward i'm actually looking into how i can start doing now that i've got some more free time i'd like to start interviewing some of the really awesome people that i'm meeting like that patrick guy and i uh the Patrick guy who like sails with you know sailing teams and consults for yachts and stuff around the world like I'd love to like just do a little episode chatting with him and then you know Natalie Carr can come back on uh Izanagi just reached back out to me a lot of the people from the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast are kind of like coming back and it's cool to see how people have evolved in the past couple of years since I've talked to them last so before we start getting into that, I think it, it's good to have these little, like, potpourri episodes, and I think this is the first of many where we're just kind of diving back into, like, hey, what have you been listening to? What have you been watching? Like, what what's really stood out to you recently? Um and I kind of wanted to kick it off with. There was a little bit of good news that happened recently. The Dune movie date oh. for Dune Two got moved back up. Like it got moved back closer, only by like a couple weeks, but but still, uh, it had I'll gotten take it. pushed. Yeah, it had gotten pushed out before because of the strikes, and you know they wanted to make sure that they had their cast going around doing the proper promotion. Yeah, for
1: and with the Timothy first, Chalamet, I mean. Yeah.
0: And Zendaya. Chalamet, right? do it. <laughs> Am I and, right, everybody? And Javier Bardem, right? And, you know, you've got uh, Josh Brolin. You've got uh, Stellan Skarsgård. You've got... Uh, Stellan
1: stealing the Chris, show. Chris well. Chris
0: Batista, right? Is it Chris? Dave? What's his name? Dave? Dave Batista, yeah. <laughs> Dave? You got Dave Batista. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Uh, you got Dave Batista in it. Like, there's so many good actors. You got Florence Pugh in the new one, right? Um, so many good actors in the new Dune and uh, and I, I know that that's why it got pushed back because they wanted to have all of the press coverage that they could get yeah. before it comes out. Because the first one kind of like I think I don't think enough Star Wars fans knew that this is like the root of where the Star Wars dream started, you know. And I don't think a lot yeah. of people who are into like pop culture knew how much of a or even just sci fi in general knew how much of a mark the book's. Uh, from Frank Herbert had left on sci-fi in, in its nascent years, you know, um, that's like I my want word this... of the season is nascent. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like I've just learned that recently, but you know what <laughs> it was? I read it and it was really poignant. And I was like, Oh, I should use that more because it's a good way to describe something. Um, that's a, uh, that's young it's early yet you know yeah Uh, without saying like in its infant years because i think infant kind of demeans something but if you say nascent it's like in the early onset of this thing um yeah yeah i uh, want this
1: movie to do well because dennis (laughs) Villeneuve makes incredible movies but they never make any money <laughs> well, okay. and I love him. Yes, and yes. I want him to do well. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, one of the things I actually I wanted to chat with you about this. Uh, this came up recently. I was talking with some friends who are in the industry, going off of like films not making money and stuff like that. I was chatting with a couple friends who have different projects that have attachments to them. They've been pitched. They've been they're being worked. Uh, they're being looked at by studios. And uh, one of the things that came up is uh, second viewing. Uh, material so like second viewing are are you you're familiar with this yet very okay cool uh i did not know this but the first wave of second screen second screen second screen viewing is already here and i i don't know if you remember but i had a complaint about the dialogue in monarch and it just turns out i was paying too much attention It was the, a lot of the dialogue was written for second screen viewing and I cannot like that already just makes me dislike what's coming up for us in the future as far as like entertainment and consumption of media goes.
1: Yeah. And it's good because I want to talk about Monarch because I do think the show is good, but that's, I don't know if that's necessarily true.
0: (laughs) I think the, I think the plot is good and I think the show is entertaining. It's getting I think that the I think that the dialogue just fucking suffers, man. It's like because it but only if you're paying attention, because I guarantee if I went back and I was just looking at my phone and then like looking up here and there and catching like. You know the the bits where like the music swells and the volume goes up a little bit, yeah. and people are having a more point like important conversation that's directly relative to the plot. I think I would probably have a better opinion of it.
1: There's you know? a lot of there's a lot of moments in this show, and okay, I want to talk about Monarch. This that's why we're doing. This let's get bonus. into it. Yeah. let's Yeah. Get okay. Into so it. yeah, go I'll,
0: ahead. Break it so down.
1: Set, set up the premise of this show. Um, if you're familiar with the new Godzilla, like, monster universe, which starts with the Godzilla 2014, that's Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of Monsters, Godzilla yep. vs. Kong, and then yep. now Godzilla X Kong New Empire is the next one. Oh, uh, Yeah, crazy. But um, this is basically focusing on the first two. So there's okay. elements of the Godzilla, and then there are some stuff from the Kong Skull Island movie. Yes. If you remember John Goodman's character from Kong Skull Island— in the flashback scenes in the 50s, he's that's his character, Bill Randa, who's played by one of the guys from Workaholics. And then yes. you have— uh,
0: Anders Holm.
1: That's, yes, yep. thank you. And then there's uh, Lieutenant Lee Shaw, who's yep. played by Wyatt Russell in the 1950s and then played by Kurt Russell in 2015.
0: Yes. So in and the then, show, in the 50s, you're watching Wyatt Russell, and then yep. in present day, it's Kurt Russell.
1: Same character, which yeah. is cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I love Kurt Russell, and I like Wyatt Russell, and I like uh, the guy who you just said who plays Bill Randa. And I think yep. that the cast, especially um, the girl who plays May, who is also yep. briefly in the new Flash movie as Iris West, I think she's yes. really good. I think the the two um, Japanese characters, who uh, Kentaro and can't remember the girl's name um i don't I really they're... know their i haven't seen them in anything but i think they do a really good job with what they're given i agree but i agree with you there is a lot of scenes and a lot of dialogue in this movie and i have some specific show. examples series. not movie yeah yeah whatever <laughs> yeah series. show uh that it's very like oh you said this just to set something up yeah, and like, yeah sometimes yeah. sometimes i'm okay with that right like yep I was watching um, a little info thing about something and there was a uh, an episode of a show I don't I don't remember it was from like the the 80s but basically the guy's talking to somebody on the phone and he's like oh, I don't know maybe you know I'll go out to do this thing that I can't afford he starts talking about all these things that he might do and then he stumbles into actually doing those things right okay so it's set it up but unless you're like really paying attention you wouldn't yeah. really know whereas in this it's like, yeah, our dad, our dad used to shave our pencil with his knife and leave shavings everywhere. You're gonna see shavings every fucking where uh, for the next three episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, holy yeah. shit, there's so many shit. Like, how yeah. many? This pencil has to be like a millimeter long at this point because there's piles of shavings. Like, like or he every, has an arsenal of pencils.
0: Every every single time, it's like, did you get it yet? Did you? <laughs> and they're get, perfectly in get the, the snow. Reference?
1: They're like you, perfectly there.
0: Remember like, we said that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so there's – and, like, there's a moment in um, one of them where they they go – spoilers, but they go to, like, a – it's Bill Randa and his future girlfriend wife in the 50s, and they find this ship that's in the yep. middle of the mountains. And she's like, how did you – how do you know all this stuff? And it's like, he was on this ship. Like, ob- obviously, he knows it. Like, what do you oh – like? Oh,
0: my God. And then yeah. it's like,
1: he moves the thing out of his way, and it says Randa, and it's like, oh! but it's like okay cool but like the whole scene that sets it up is they purposely just have lee get mad for no fucking reason and act Mm -hmm. like a baby so he drives off so Mm -hmm. those two can be by themselves in the ship and get attacked so then Mm -hmm. he can just come back and save them
0: yeah that's okay so going going along the same lines because you you did a good summary of that like uh, a, a similar thing where the dialogue super, super suffered, and the movie suffered for it, and it was first off Series? Way, too, way too fucking long. No, no, no. I'm talking about a movie now. Oh, okay. Transferring. <laughs> no, because you did a good job. That was a good summary. I'm not going to keep on Monarch. There's too much. We've watched it's too good much. Though. We've listened to I mean, too much.
1: But, but it's like, fine. Real quick at the end, but to wrap up Monarch, if you like the monster universe and you yeah. want – I would wait until all 10 episodes are out and then just watch them and maybe, like, even fast forward through some of the dead bits because that's what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. But I think that this is show is going to add a lot of cool lore and elements to the monster universe, which is going to make it really cool to rewatch if you're a fan of this stuff.
0: Agreed. And that's um, what I'll say. One of the <laughs> – I'll, I'll add to that that, like – I am I know I'm criticizing the dialogue of this show now because of, like, today's standards. But, like, if you're a fan of Godzilla movies and you love Godzilla and you've that's watched true. old Godzilla movies, that's the worst dialogue. Like, it's, that's it's, true. <laughs> it's, like, I know that I'm criticizing this one now, but it's way, way worse. And I used to love those movies. I ate them up as a kid, you know? So, like... I. You also have to put the lens on that these. It, this is like a PG thirteen thing, right? So like, as oh, yeah. thirty something year olds, of course, we're not going to be blown out of our seats by this oh. thing that's meant for thirteen plus, right? Um, that's something yeah. to consider. Another. Th- so you know, on, on the back of that, I saw um, I saw Hunger Games songs. Uh, oh, three-hour Hunger Games prequel, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw the three-hour Hunger Games prequel. Which is just one of, like, however many they're trying to make. Probably three. Oh, probably. Uh, but it was so bad. It was not good. And it like, looked bad. It, it,
1: it looked was, boring.
0: It looked like it was going to set up something cool, and then it just did not. And, like, so much of the stuff that happened in that movie feels like it happened for nothing. And then the person I went to see it with was like, well, that kind of seems like that's what happened in the books. And, I, like, she's like, that was that was pretty pretty accurate to the books. And I was like, Really? Like, that's boring. Well that's that's a bummer because that yeah, that sucked. That, like a lot of that shouldn't have happened the way that it happened. Like there was there were entire dialogue chunks that didn't even come to fruition later. And I'm like, well, what was the point of even having that scene? If we're well, not doing anything with this, like Can I what ask you is a question about yeah. that movie? Yeah. And yeah, yeah.
1: again, still spoilers. Yeah. Have you seen you've seen the hunk like the four actual Hunger Games movies, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So my question is does this whole thing because I think the answer is no. Does yeah. everything that Snow does, this whole love story, betrayal, yada yada yada, does yeah. that justify becoming the absolute worst person on the fucking planet? No. Okay. okay. So this whole series is dumb. Got it. Yeah. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe I don't know. I don't like it. Oh, I think yeah. Hunger well, Games is dumb. Uh,
0: as it would turn out, he's like he's like the he's the better devil of the entire system, right? Of course. Like, of course. That course doesn't he is. mean that he's not a bad person, but like. As you're watching this you're like, "Oh, all all of these other options would have been way worse." You know. But he
1: becomes so like when we pick up with him, he is the worst though. Like he does atrocious things in the Hunger Games. Movies.
0: Oh, he does atrocious things in this too. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: so he's For still sure. bad.
0: Yeah, he's not a great guy.
1: But like I I feel like this also it sounds like this movie also tried to, like, do what it does with a lot of villains, like Venom and stuff, where it's like, yeah, they're a villain, but, like, they're not that bad as a villain. Like, they're Just justified. Him, yeah. I, His heart was broken. I don't, it's okay. I don't,
0: I don't like, like, the the villain apologetics genre. Like, I don't care for it as much. It's like... The reason that I think a villain is cool is because I'm not seeing all of them, right? Exactly. The reason that I enjoy watching, like, the Joker, Venom, any of, like, the more interesting Marvel villains, like, is is because I'm just getting the screenshot of them, and when they're on screen, when they're on stage, they fucking dominate, and it's great, and I love watching that. But once you peel back those layers, you're – hopefully as a person you're not identifying with them too much anymore you know and you're just like you're like well yeah this isn't as good as i thought it would be if you do identify with them well seek help um
1: but facts right we'll <laughs> um so <sighs> Ugh, fuck i forgot what i was gonna ask you now i don't Keep know going. the
0: only villain apolog- the only villain oh. who i would ever appreciate seeing like an apologetics movie for would be killmonger because one, yes. Michael B. Jordan's amazing. Two, I think Killmonger's actually more of an an anti hero who everybody overreacted against um, yeah. than anything else, right? He like what's his plan? Oh, he's gonna he's gonna send out weapons to poor people? Oh no. What oh you yeah. can't do that. Like yeah, but his okay. plan wasn't I'm gonna blow up the planet. He was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna arm
1: make the it a poor fair fight.
0: populace of the world yeah with weapons
1: like yeah Shut- <laughs> so okay but on the hunger games i remember what i was gonna say so this mm-hmm. is why mm-hmm. to me i was like i really want to wait till it comes out to streaming because i don't want to sit in the movie theater for this yeah um because goose likes the hunger games and if they can hear me through the walls they're probably upset that i said that it sucks because it does but um <laughs> it's whatever this book was written in 2020 okay Right, so here's my problem with this. I did some research because I'm a curious person. I don't care about spoilers. Yeah, this book's written in 2020. Yeah, and it's about Snow, as being younger, his rise to being president. Snow, yeah, right. Or kind of and it,
0: turns out he was actually kind of poor.
1: Yeah, his, his dad died in the revolution. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He meets this girl, Lucy Gray, and they fall in love. And I know, again, still spoilers. At the end, she runs off into the woods and, like, disappears, right? Like, she kind of, like, just vanishes, right? Yeah, kind of. So my problem with this is, okay, that's a cool story, Now, if this was written before the rest of everything else and maybe like an older Lucy Gray had shown up and like had helped her take down and find President Snow's weakness or maybe she had been mentioned as like there was one person that escaped the winner of the 10th Hunger Games, but they erased it from history. But the problem is when you put this book as an actual prequel, there is nothing in it that is really mentioned that really makes it seem like it was thought out it yeah, like, feels yeah. like an afterthought and the yeah. problem with the prequel as an afterthought is then people like me are going to come along and go be like well these are all the holes that you just created yes and it's kind of yeah i don't
0: i don't think it creates holes i think it just does a whole lot of work for nothing like the end result mm. is just nothing yeah. um and ultimately at the end of it like is it an okay movie? Yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. It's fine. Like it's, it's not like I didn't leave it going, wow, that was a waste of time. I was like, all right, that was all right. But like, yeah, there's just whole, like, I can't emphasize enough. There's just so much that happens in that movie that happens for fucking nothing. And I'm just like, I've left the theater going, wow, that was like, it was okay, but it was unfulfilling. Mm. Um, uh, the other thing that I wanted to touch on (laughs) was that like, uh i did want to chat about how taylor swift is the most streamed artist in the world and now we're never going to hear the fucking end of it um like i did want to touch on that for a second Uh because like now that that's happened the conversation around it has become that much more like polarized between the people who hate her and the people who really like her and i just like i was i i've had enough people because i'm doing musical theater and there's <laughs> so many people in musical theater who fucking just love taylor swift and like swear by everything she says and does and like they they took offense that my position on her was that she's not as bad as people make her to seem and they're like oh yeah 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 she's not as bad as her haters think and then i go but she's definitely not as good as her best fans make her out to be that's what i and thought. like and they're like how could you say that she means so much to so many people i'm like that's when when you mean something to people that's different than being objectively good at your art form right and like and it's okay for me to say she's just okay
1: like yeah i mean because she (laughs) is just okay i mean she's like fine people try to justify some of the stuff that like my my stance right is that and this is no this is no secret she is one of the, she is the largest emissions of private jet usage yeah in the world yeah right <laughs> yeah. And so like people over exaggerate how like upset this makes me i just think that's really messed up that she can get away with this and like yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. raises any flags but like well whatever, why would right? we raise
0: flags we want her to but, fly well like you know millions of people want yeah. her to fly to those places and do so, all these shows and stuff so like why this,
1: why would anybody care Here's the argument that somebody said against me. They were like, "Well, yeah, but like, she gave everybody on her error staff like a hundred thousand dollars as a bonus." And I was like, "Oh, so like the equivalent of if you had a hundred dollars in your wallet and you gave everybody on your staff a dollar?" Yeah. Like the thing about this is, is like, yeah, she's mega fucking rich, and like a yeah. hundred grand is a lot of money for those people. But what you're not thinking about is the fact that like one, it's probably a tax write off. Two, it's oh, not huge. a lot of money it's for a gift. her. And three, when you really think about how much fucking money she makes, yeah. that's nothing for what those people do. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah.
0: and I mean, ultimately, like when it comes down to a really funny conversation that I had, somebody was like mentioning to me that she became the most – somebody who knows that I just think she's okay mentioned they're like she's the most mm-hmm. popular artist in the world I go oh my gosh she's like the biggest artist in the world and they're like yeah and I go wow that puts her in line with all of the other biggest things in the world like the biggest retail outlet Amazon and the biggest uh, oh, oh the Chinese economy and uh, like and I just started listing off all these
1: other things that are the biggest
0: but maybe not necessarily the best like
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> and- honestly <laughs> such a good <laughs> counterpoint I'm still yeah, was it.
0: like oh well you're welcome yeah like oh uh, she's the biggest in the world like the biggest forest fire that happened in the amazon or <laughs> like you know like, yeah like, yeah that There's was a the lot biggest, of big right things. we celebrate the biggest <laughs> um, yeah um
1: yeah the yeah, biggest like
0: the- pizza in the world was fucking made in new york state oh the and biggest oil nobody- company yeah,
1: in dubai uh, yeah exactly nice. yeah
0: you're the biggest congrats yeah, you did woo! It. um yeah, and you know, but that reflects my tastes and obviously my bias is I lean into artists that have a little more uh what I would call like grassroots authenticity about them. Like they can be more in touch with their fans. Their audiences aren't that massive. So, yeah. you know, like I can't lobby just nothing but criticism, but that's why I end up on the point of just being like, yeah, like yeah, she's obviously very talented and a lot of people like her, but you know, she's she's okay. Like
1: I think It's not think blowing for me away. I think for me the problem with people like I don't even want to say problem when it comes to to people like taylor swift and you know like people that like the show euphoria euphoria or whatever like it's 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 i know i couldn't think of anything else that was the only thing that came Keep to going. mind but like Keep going. it's it's the it's the die hard fans yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that
1: taint the image because my yeah. problem at the end of the day ultimately like I legitimately don't really have a problem with Taylor Swift at all, except for the fact that she uses her private jet too much. That's my own personal opinion. She uses her private jet. That's like that's my only issue with her. Like I love
0: like, I I just love how that conversation would go. Like just Odie meeting Taylor. <laughs> she's just like she's like she's like very nice to meet you, Odie, Odie, Odie just going to like you use your private jet too much, but I respect what you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like <laughs> I, stop flying so much. But I, I respect. I you. respect. But you. like, it's take a the bus people every once in a while. That uh, literally, like, <laughs> go to her shows and like, yeah, 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 cry at seeing her and like stalk her to her venues and like have Taylor Swift rooms and shrines and like, it's the the people that take it too far yeah. with anything, and I dislike these people when it comes to any fandom like the people that take star wars to fans to the point where they become misogynist and racist about it because this person can't be this because they're a woman and this person can't be it's like oh yeah why it's the diehard fans that truly ruin it because if if taylor swift just had normal fans across the board yeah i don't think anybody would really have a problem with her but i think the fans taint a lot of her image on her behalf yeah because they well, make her seem so much better than she is
0: well when 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 you take something to its extreme there are uh you know shadow components of it right there's Dehumanize. the human side of the coin there's the negative sides the negative traits of that that can come out you know uh gatekeeping using absolutist language with people stuff like that like where all of a sudden you're treating your opinion like it's a fact you know, and that's that's something that happens with like sports teams. It's something that happens with the with different things that happen in the economy. It happens with artists like it's part of human nature to do that. So like I'm at the end of the day, I'm not going to like wag my finger at people and be like, you're doing it wrong. But like, eh, whatever. Um, but I did want to make sure that I touched on that because very like as I was enunciating that thought to myself, because I had to finally like explain it to somebody who was just blown away that I didn't like her. Like, they were like, but you love really great musicians. I'm like, exactly. And, like, they were like, you don't think she's a really great musician? I'm like, I think she's an okay musician. And that's just where I land. And, like, nothing anyone has ever done for me, and I've given it honest listens over and over and over again. Nothing anyone has ever shown me or done for me has, like, completely won me over on that. And that's fine. Like, it it might even just be that it's not for me. (laughs) Like, that's okay. That's literally all it is. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, and a very similar thing happened with when I had to try and, like, navigate. This happens when there are extremes on both sides. And I think, you know, we were talking about this with the government, with politic, but this happens a lot just in culture. And I think it's the way that information is presented and the way that dialogues begin and continue where it seems like the people who get the loudest microphones when it comes to different topics are people who really, 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 really love something and like stand by it and they'll they'll fight it to the death this is the hill they're dying on it's only good and there are the people that are like on the exact opposite and sometimes even just hating something just to be contrarian right you know you have like the you have like the dudes who are like the barbie movie completely missed the point Uh, you know and then you have people that are like the barbie movie was nothing it was the best film that's ever been fucking made and it made a billion dollars and that's how you know and i'm like and then i'm once again, somewhere in the middle, I'm like, I thought it had a good message, but it could have been executed better. And both sides are like, "Fuck
1: you, dude! Yep. Get out of here!" <laughs> like- it's, I mean, a good example of that is like, is I said it earlier, but like Star Wars. Like, yeah. I said on my trip to to uh, one of the guys, I was like, I love all of Star Wars. Like, I love even the bad stuff because I yeah. love Star Wars. Yeah. But I just said it in that sentence. I love even the bad, the bad stuff, stuff. because yeah. I can acknowledge that some of the stuff actually. Yeah, some of the stuff that Star Wars puts out is bad, but like, yeah, I love the franchise so much that um, even if I'm like, yeah, like seven, eight, nine, not my jam, but you know what? They're a part of the Star Wars franchise. They're doing exactly. stuff with it. They're making it. They're doing what they can, and I love it
0: my uh, dude okay here this goes in line with exactly what we're talking about i actually was just talking last night and this is something that i frequently i love that i've learned to do this and i hope that i continue to do this the right way but like i will tell people i'll be like oh well you know solo is my favorite star wars movie and, like, people are like, one. but then as we're talking about it, uh, like, usually as that conversation continues, I reveal that I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie at all. Like, I'm like, it is not the best Star Wars film, but it's my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah. I recognize that it's not as good as I, as it's not as good for as much as I enjoy it.
1: You know, favorite and like, best are yeah, different.
0: Exactly. Always. And I honestly like some people would just be like, Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. And I'm like, Yeah, I kind of agree with that. You know? It's and either then,
1: Rogue One or Empire. Exactly.
0: I mean, and and I'm like, Yeah, those are probably the two best. Those are the top Empire two, or Rogue. Know? I think depending Empire on who you are is. and you know, your attachment to it. But like yeah. Yeah, but like, and I do that with music too. I'm like, this is my favorite album by this artist, but it's not their best, you know, or like, you know, like it's not the one that like most people would agree is their best, or like, you know, this is my favorite song by this person, but it's not it's not their best, or like, this is my favorite painting, but it's not their best work, you know, like I I, I've I've learned that I can like separating those two is actually a very healthy exercise to engage in on a regular basis because the things that you have as your favorite just because it's your favorite doesn't mean it has to be the best and you don't have to defend it. Like it should be the best, right? You don't, not everything needs to be a podium style debate point, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, even like with my own work, like my best video and my favorite video, ow, that was my knee. If you heard that in the mic, um, (laughs) are not the same by any stretch. Like I think my best video is probably my Washington State video, but my favorite is my short short that I did, a, like, a year back. You yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. But favorite and best, I think the lines get blurred a lot for people, but I, I like that you said that because I, what I consider to be a lot of my favorites, I would not consider to be the best.
0: No, yeah. By and any I stretch. Mean, I mean, well, and, you know, like, there's – I think a, a really big thing that I brought up, you know, some like, somebody – I forget what it was around the time that the Barbie movie came out and like, and somebody was really digging into me about it. And it was so unimportant that I can't even remember who it was at this point, but I just remember like lobbying to them. Cause they were like, well, this is the biggest movie for women that's ever happened. And it's so huge for women. And it's got all these big points for women. And I was like, well, there's actually been quite a few really great female forward movies that have happened in the past decade. And they like kind of lost steam in their argument. I was like, did you happen to see like, Hidden Figures with Janelle Monet. I was like, "Did you see that one? Because that was pretty huge and amazing, and it was about three black women. Like, did you did you watch that one?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay, so so you're just saying what you're hearing. You're just repeating it. You're parroting a, an opinion and then lobbying it as fact."
1: Okay. Yeah, because I think with the Barbie movie, like, I genuinely think that's a good movie, and I still yeah. think it's one of the better movies this year. But I mean, that also could be just because like not a lot of these movies this year have been standing out to me. And we also had a strike. So I this mean, this movie,
0: this, yeah, this is, this <laughs> but Barbie when was the best movie of the year in the year where like, you're like, well, what other good movies came out? And everyone goes, ah,
1: well, like, but I
0: think that
1: <laughs> where, where my argument for the Barbie is yeah, yeah, yeah. just because I don't feel like it's really my place. It's like, I think it's a genuinely really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I like the messages yeah. that I got out of it. Right. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I know a lot of people that saw it that are like, for me, I got this message out of it, and yeah. because they got a specific message out of it, it's one of their favorites, or they consider it the best, right? Yeah. And I think that's totally fine because I can get like one of my favorite movies this year was The Meg too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I dude, mean, yeah. Come on. Like, favorite. What but message not the did best, I get out of that? Obviously. Yeah. What message yeah, yeah. was in there? That don't go swimming. I actually- Dude, That's the message.
0: Uh, I, I really loved I really have to emphasize this. I think a movie that did a really good job of subtly showing uh agency and independence for a strong female character was the, the live action Little Mermaid this year. I think that like that was really well done and I feel like it it highlighted the agency of a female character without feeling like it was just belittling the other uh the other gendered characters just to do that, right? like yeah and and to me there there's an art right because and you and i've talked about this before there's like a pendulum of culture right and it kind of swings back and forth and as we learn the things that we're doing wrong with culture we start to sway a certain way you know like and an equilibrium balance cultural balance you know any form of that it it's not a thing that exists in perpetuity right In, in perpetuity it's it's not it's not a Perpetual thing like that pendulum never stops. We're always swinging, and then we go a little too far, and we go, oh, okay, oh no, let's dial it back. Let's dial it back, and then we go a little too far the other way, and we're like, oh no, 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 bring it back, bring it back, right? You know, like yeah. it's it's something that like we'll hit moments where it's like, ah, yes, this feels good and balanced for for now, for <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree. I mean, yeah. I think we should definitely towards the end of December let's get a list of all the movies that were released this year to theaters and maybe yeah. like the big ones that came out on streaming. Cause I don't want every movie on stream. You know, just like you the big know, ones,
0: you know, what we should do is you and I, we should just do uh for this year, we should do uh top five movies, top five shows, top five artists. That's it. Like just run, run through our top five. Right. And just highlight what we liked about them instead of talking about the stuff that we thought was good or not good, right? Um, I read a really good quote in an ecological survey not too long ago that was like, the negative review tends to attempt to highlight the intelligence of the reviewer rather than give a proper review to what it's reviewing, right? I would agree with that. I love that quote. And that actually was like... I loved that I read that it's from like the 80s and I was like, wow, what a sobering thing mm. to read Like what an interesting time this was for ecological journalism where they could say that in the preface to this giant book. Um, and I, I was think like, what wow, we should do that's good. like highlight of, the
1: good stuff on top of the top fives I think yeah. I, I want to get the list of all the movies that came back out and everything because I want to speed run them and if we saw them, let's just say good or bad.
0: okay. Oh, I'd like. Yeah, let's just, speed just do the like movies. A, yeah. a
1: quick, like kind of like best movie, worst movie for the week. Where it's either it's one or the other. There is no in between. Yeah. Even if it was like, even if it was kind of bad, but you still kind of liked it. Like, all completely. all this is making me
0: think right now is, oh shit! I have seven hours of movies to watch because I need to watch Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon before we do this. <laughs> like, I want to be able to say I'm that they're Oppen- good, <sighs> I'm but that's watch like Oppenheimer. a whole. That's like a whole day.
1: I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer. I'm gonna. do I'm it. gonna
0: watch Oppenheimer. I want to. I think it. it's. Killers I of the Flower think, Moon. I'm not gonna watch. I think gonna it's watch. gonna be good. Um, I think from a cinematic perspective, I think it's gonna be good. And then Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm definitely watching. Like, come on, Scorsese's making a film and so, DiCaprio's in it. I'm in.
1: So we'll do good, bad, didn't see.
0: Okay. The, yeah. There we go. That'll be easy. And um, I'll grab
1: only the like I said only the big movies that came out on streaming. Like yes. There's a couple that I think were pretty big that were, like, exclusively on streaming, but.
0: Yeah, there have been a few this year. Some the I Disney mean, ones. Di- didn't the Gray Man come out this year, right? Wasn't that, yeah, Gray yeah, Man that came out on Netflix, year? and, yeah. like,
1: um, I think the Little, uh, the, not the Little Mermaid, but one of the Disney live actions came out exclusively on Disney+. Plus.
0: I guess so. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Uh, Was there anything else recently that you caught that, like, really, really sticks out to you?
1: um not yet i okay. mean december i'm winding down my content for my own channel is, like already kind of ready to go for the month so good i'm gonna be spending my weekends catching up in okay. december i usually catch up on movies and yeah, stuff that yeah. i didn't get during the during the year because when the weekly planet comes back in january i like to have knowledge on the movies and the categories that they talk uh-huh. about uh-huh um uh-huh. and then also if we're going to recap uh then yeah i want to get some movies movies done so maybe that'll be like our first episode of january will be our recap
0: yeah give us uh some i think one thing that i wanted to highlight was uh closure in moscow's new album was amazing if if you're a fan of like that 70s style like psychedelic rock at all it's it's i can't recommend it enough it's really really good um they, they really surprised me. There are bands that have, like, they've evolved over time. And obviously, you know, them making my top five, I've listened to it a ton. Like, front to back. Oh, yeah. I'm one of the people, like, when I start an album, I like to listen to the whole thing, you know? I'm so, the same like, way. Yeah, so I've been listening to it, like, track one to track, I think, 12. Um, It tells a story sometimes, and it's nice. Well, like, it, it kind of does. Um. It kind of does, but not so much that I would, like, sit here and try to extrapolate it and maybe associate right. some things, you know? Uh, but, yeah, no, it, d- it definitely kind of does. Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to bring up was that uh, I think – what is it? It's, like, this – Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I did, what I did. I wanted to bring this up. I, I think I want to do an episode on a giant flaming piece of shit movie that's coming out, and I don't know that you even know it exists, but I want to bring it coming to your out attention. how uh, like movies are red. It's cut. Co- no, it's coming out in the worst way possible. It's be oh, so. There's, there's a movie. This is actually. I've, don't. How do I say? That? Okay, have you heard of Lady Ballers? maybe have you heard no 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 maybe ha, does that ring
1: a bell it does but not enough for me to say yes confidently do so I you guess I'm gonna know say no. do you know what the daily wire is yes
0: yes so the daily wire has made a movie called lady is, ballers I do and know it looks like it is a giant Flaming piece of shit. Isn't
1: Ben Shapiro one of the producers on the Daily Wire? I think so. Because he's made a movie about he made a movie about school shooters.
0: This movie is called Lady Ballers, and it looks like the most misdirected piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. And I wanted to bring it to your attention because I feel like we should hate watch this thing. Like even just in watching the trailer i'm like this movie is going I'm to down. rage me like i'm down and i Hate kind watch of it high. i kind well and i kind of want to watch it to like just rip it to shreds just be like this is a piece of crap like when it come out? somebody paid a, somebody wasted a lot of money to make this piece of crap comedy like it's a it's a quote unquote comedy here's can i give you can i give you the premise
1: oh i was looking it up i was going to see when it comes out he,
0: it, i think it's out now um can i here's the premise a bunch of guys figure out that you don't even have to go through any surgery to claim that you're a woman and play sports. So they form an all male female basketball team to compete.
1: Okay. Yeah. That sounds hilarious.
0: It sounds so stupid and misdirected. And I'm like, I I saw it and I was like, I do I even give this an extra view count? Like, Ha ha! How do I how do I approach this? Like, do I? Because like part of me is like, i eh, just don't even watch it. You know it's gonna be bad. But then part of me is like, but you know it's gonna be bad. You should maybe watch this to see oh, how bad Matt it is. Matt Walsh
1: is in this.
0: It's so bad. It's so bad. Ted
1: Cruz is in this.
0: It, yes, dude. He's in the trailer. I was like, this is a piece of ben shit. Ben Shapiro.
1: Ben Shapiro. I called it. Fucking yep. little rat man. Dude no rap man, dude and, and it's directed
0: it on the daily wire
1: <laughs> dude it's directed written produced and stars jeremy boring appropriately named <sighs> what a fucking bunch of idiots dude this right is a, this looks so and i guarantee you this is gonna end with like the leftist coming out and like you can't do this can you not and they're gonna be like we identifying you said it's okay if we oh it's gonna be so bad yep alright that's a, that's a good place to end this one then cause yep. I'm already, now I'm upset oh no <laughs> No, not like that I'm not oh like he's <laughs> no. raging ah! everybody look out <laughs> monarch monarch I'm, go. <laughs> I'm a titan fuck Ben Shapiro ah uh, what are you mean?